Do I want something out there and this is a layer of work I need to get through and understand well to then move beyond it? And can I manage that? And can I get my values met in other ways in the meantime? Right. Through social connections at work, through extracurriculars, through whatever it is. Can I, and can I deliver well enough in the space that isn't a fit in order to get to the place that is a fit? Welcome to Work, Learn, Repeat the Cooperative and Experiential Education podcast from the University of Waterloo, where we explore work-integrated learning and what's needed to prepare students, employers, and educators for the future of work. I'm the host, Jody Szymanski. Today, we're going to talk about values with Jennifer Woodside, Director of the Centre for Career Action. So Jen, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Centre for Career Action does? Yeah, sure. Okay. So the Center for Career Action is a department that is here to support students, postdocs, employees, and alum in three major ways. So there's kind of the employability employment space, right. tactics, everything in there. There's the career strategy space. And then there's the lifelong learning, career development, further education space. These are not independent, like they're not silos, they're not mutually exclusive, but those are three major buckets. And so a lot of the concrete layers of work that would happen within that are that students or individuals would seek out supports that might connect to something really specific like a resume, right? interview prep. Uh, what am I going to do about this decision I have to make? Um, but the undercurrents of the work, regardless of those concrete entryways, um, often reside in the space of confidence building, learning about ourselves, and having just someone who, whether in a group setting or individually or through engaging with materials or curriculum in the classroom, where you're spurred to really wrestle with some of those assumptions you might have about yourself and you know what do I care about I thought I cared about x and y but actually z is showing up um, as being something I really need to pay attention to more than I would have expected so that's our unit is there to be a resource to support that kind of inner growth towards clarifying where it is what it is we want to pay attention to as we set goals and as mm-hmm. we start to take steps and take action in an uncertain kind of setting, which is the world these days. And so that is a great lead into how your team goes about doing some of that value discovery mm. with students that come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So values exploration is interesting. I mean, it's um, – I don't know if I already said this expression, but – Career development and values exploration is part of career development, a very big part of it. It's always important, but never urgent. Right. Right. So just leading from that again, um, you can do it in quiet ways or you can do it in a really explicit way. So it might be a quiet way where we're working with a student or a group of students and we're hearing those the words people are using. We're noticing the chat. We're noticing the kinds of questions that are coming up if it's you know, a Q&A related to something going on in a course. Um, the language people use often shows what they care about. So that's the quiet way. So right. noticing the stories that people choose to tell, the questions people choose to ask, where there's energy, where there's people saying, you know, like, and they're, you know, thumbs up on a comment. 
So that's one element. There's also more explicit values exploration, which would be, you know, it can be really simple, like working with a checklist. You can go online and find some pretty decent checklists that are about values, things that you care about, mm -hmm. and taking this big list. And you might think all of them are kind of important, but maybe there's five that you can distill things down to or three themes where you bucket a couple of them here and here and here and those become you know your hypothesis for what it is you want to pay attention to as you set your goals as you make some decisions and then you iterate and it may shift and change as your roles over you know across life change they can adjust and maybe you park one value for a very good reason for a while and then you start paying more attention to it again um, and there are also assessment tools that are pretty good at introducing models, simple models for thinking about how your interests and your values might map. Okay. How do students then use their work integrated learning opportunity to further that value exploration? Right. So the beauty of work integrated learning is that it is this wheel of action that disrupts the always important but never urgent narrative right? because urgency gets introduced and you have deadlines and you are going out to have an experience and you need to decide what you want to aim to do. Then you need to go through these exercises of telling your story and maybe it's through networking, interviews, all of that. And that cycle is kind of the ground it's the ground upon which you can practice figuring out what you care about. It's like, wow, the story I want to tell about my last experience, hmm, the way I want to tell that story really taps into values in some way. Maybe I'm not going to say my values are, but maybe I am. Writing in a, in a cover letter, that's a great way to show what it is you are most excited by when it aligns with what you're seeing the employer is excited by and the difference they're trying to make in the world. And so there can be a conversation there. So what are core values? Right. Core values are fundamental principles that we want to live by. And how are those different than needs? Values, you can think of them with respect to work in two categories. There's intrinsic values, mm -hmm. like what you consider important in and of itself. So that might be getting to be creative okay. every day or getting to work towards change in some facet of work. Um, they can also be extrinsic and about what something means for your life. So maybe about the work conditions that you want to be working within. Um, it could be about pay. Okay. It could be about stability, any of those things. Those are things you consider to be important. Needs can be sometimes at a more concrete level. Okay. So what you consider to be important is one thing, and those values could be needs. Like you may need to be creative right. every day, or you feel like you're dying inside. You may need to connect with people, but they might be a little more optional, maybe. Okay. Needs, however, could be really foundational, like you need shelter, you need food, right. you need safety. Um, but there could also be other layers that are related to your well-being, like I need to walk every hour for 10 minutes, 
or I need a flexible job to enable me to take care of a dependent right? or what have you. So last episode, we spoke with Anne-Marie Fannin from the Work Learn Institute about the Future Ready Talent Framework. And one of the clusters of competencies is around self-discovery. I'm assuming that's pretty important when we're starting to talk to students about values. Absolutely. Why is that so important? Okay. Values are, they can be invisible at the beginning. So they're very individualistic or very individual. Mm -hmm. And they can, especially if they haven't been challenged, they can be invisible to oneself. Okay. So as we walk out into the world, it's the challenging situations and spaces where our values maybe our intention with something that is being asked of us, that is where we start to get uncomfortable and we start to learn. We start to develop a mental model for where it is that we're operating and where we want to be and what those values might look like. Okay. So do values change over time as we do some of this self-discovery or are they always based there? In developing one's career, As we get exposed to different spaces and we start to recognize where some of our boundaries are in vis-a-vis values, that is where we start to develop the ability to make decisions around how to self-direct through dilemmas, uh, opportunities, how to identify something as something worth working toward, even if there are uncomfortable pieces versus something that is just not for you. So over time, we can get better and better at defining for ourselves um, what we might use in our decision-making processes. And career development is always important, but not usually urgent until it is. Right. And then all of a sudden, if we don't know what we're using as our decision-making guide. Right. And we don't know what our values are. We just have people around us saying, oh, that sounds good. We can get buffeted by winds that land us in a place where we really aren't going to be satisfied, but not by design. Right. So the idea of developing our career decision-making abilities, the idea of you know career development and lifelong learning, that whole area of skill is around becoming more and more aware of what it is that matters to us as we go out into the world and what it is that will help shape the right decisions that we can then keep moving from. Can you provide an example of how you might find that mismatch in a workplace environment of values? Many years ago, I had a few job opportunities to select from. And I chose the one that was most exciting to me in terms of the impact the organization was making on the field it was in and the world around it. So I went out very excitedly into that role and very quickly discovered that it checked off all these boxes around the impact I want to be part of making, Mm -hmm. but I had not inspected carefully enough what my role would be. Okay and what I would be measured by. And what I uncovered was that whereas I enjoy people, 
and communicating with people live um, and creativity and you know all sorts of spaces that are a bit more ad hoc. This was a role that required me to be extraordinarily alone <laughs> and data centered. The data, the use of the data was very interesting, but the role wasn't a good fit. But what it illuminated for me is it's not enough to be excited about the organization and where it's going. I, you have to also look at what you're going to be doing every day. And so that sharpened my concept of what a good fit for me was. And I recognized that I needed to ask myself different questions, right. more questions when I was assessing an opportunity. So that was a really good early, early career mistake that enabled me to make, make better decisions in the future. And when I think about it, actually, from a supervisory perspective, like I would not have been a fun person to supervise in that space because I didn't care about the things that I needed to do. Right. Like I knew I needed to do them, yes. but I didn't love it. That would be me in that situation as well. Yeah, I didn't love it. And so I wasn't thriving. And so right. therefore, I wasn't coming with excitement about those details. Right. And when I got put into, when I had opportunities in other kinds of projects, they could see how excited I was and how much more effective I was. And so the conversation moved, the, you know, moved me. But if they hadn't been interested to entertain that or if they hadn't noticed or I hadn't noticed, <laughs> then that might have just been a really negative situation. Right. And so what advice would you give to a student who is in a situation like that where they realized that perhaps the organization fit their values, but the particular role didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma in some ways. But what I would say is when we encounter those kinds of situations, we have to back up a little and, and look at what, what comes after this. Right. So do I want something out there? And this is a layer of work I need to get through and understand well to then move beyond it? And can I manage that? And can I get my values met in other ways in the meantime? Right. Through social connections at work, through extracurriculars, through whatever it is. Can I and can I deliver well enough in the space that isn't a fit in order to get to the place that is a fit? Or is it such a mismatch that and it, or maybe such a lengthy stay that one needs to, you know, invest in that mismatched place that it's not going to be, uh, you know, a viable and maybe rewarding career path. Like, is that something that might curb um, or help steer something in a new direction? And I would think for co-op students that a four-month work term can be a great period of time to try out that fit and see if it works. Or maybe as you said, it's that opportunity to get the skills you need to get to that next step. And you find other ways to make sure that you feel fulfilled in your values. Yeah. I mean, work integrated learning is so powerful in that it presents these opportunities to Get into an opportunity, get into a space, a new space, new people, new rhythm, all these things to sort out. Once the novelty wears off, 
often you start to understand how do you fit into this space or into this field or into this whatever container it is that you perceive to be kind mm-hmm. of your environment. Um, you might realize through that that you had assumptions you hadn't even understood were there. So it's really it, like the work integrated learning experience can be really a way for students to help discover their values. Yeah, absolutely. Because how else are you supposed to know? It, it's not, I mean, if you've had the the gift of growing up in um, around people where you have a really, you know, a great match in values, you might never have encountered that those are in fact your hard-held values. Right. And so how are you supposed to know? And so, you know, there are a multitude of directions you can take even with the very same skills, the very same interests, um, a, a wish to, you know, be in the same kind of role, there are so many ways that you could end, you could position that, you could position yourself within completely different industries, completely different kinds of um, organizations that have, you know, vastly different areas of impact in the world. Um, all of that you need to, over time, you have to kind of unfold all of this um, or peel back the onion to figure out what are the core values for me that are that help me identify what's my space, what the spaces that I can really thrive in. So how can employers help employees discover those values? Mm-hmm. Supervisors, managers, hiring managers, like, we're people too, right. who are also maybe in the process of unearthing what we care about still, because it doesn't really stop. Yes, they might be relatively stable over time, right? but we still grow, we learn, um, and we encounter different phases of life that bring in new constraints, new challenges. Different priorities different of those values. Different priorities, yes. Um, so as a supervisor, you you could think about how am I measuring the performance of the person who I've hired? And what are the values that I'm transmitting through that? Okay. So if I'm measuring output on, I'll go back to my example. If I measure output based on the reports, the data, um, the efficiency of you know running those analyses, that's a really different um, valuing of that person's time right than something else okay so i've been thinking about this being partly connected to how we're measuring the performance of the person we're working with but i think um, as at a more human level there's also how are we engaging with them and what are we noticing and are we asking questions Mm -hmm. to elicit from the person what they liked about that project, what they found most exciting about it, giving them a chance to process for themselves, and also you as a supervisor, a chance to witness what it is they, what really makes them uh, bring their best. Right. And, and if we think of it this almost like a matchmaking service, how do we help employers find employees that have similar values and, and employees find similar values in employers? Mm, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's the the tactics. I mean, if you think about communication being a, a major 
vehicle for expressing values. Like what are all the means by which we can express them? It is, you know, how we are putting together our website, how we are showing up in the world, but also what kind of job description have we written? Um, how do we run an information session? What is it that we're talking about? What is it that we're trying to inspire? What are we explicitly stating that our, our team or group cares about? Mm -hmm. Those That would be one area that you can aim to get it out there to aim to appeal or recruit people who have an affinity to those ideas. Okay. Um, hmm. Let me think for a moment. I don't know. I think there's also just a layer of noticing. Just noticing who you're getting. Right. Like, who are you attracting to your company or your organization? And how's that going? Do you know what you're recruiting for? Yeah, it means some reflection on the part mm -hmm. of the organization and then even the individual teams. Yeah. Like, maybe you've got a visionary at the top of an organization who needs people who are aligned with the vision and see the importance, but really value bringing order to chaos. And they need to really also care about structure, systems, cleaning things up, yep. you know, prioritization, all those processes. And on the flip side, if you're an employee, well, even before you're an employee, you're in an interview, with an employer and you're trying to find that value alignment, mm. what are some good ways for you to find that? Mm -hmm. When I think about things from a job seeker's perspective, I would be looking at the job description and the organization's mission, vision, all of that, looking at what is it they value, looking for the evidence. Right get out the highlighter in your PDF, whatever it is, like actually take notes and identify what are the words that signify something and what does that mean to me? Is that exciting? Right. Or is it like, you know, a source of a neutral feeling? Right. Yeah. Not that we can all start, in, you know, if we're new to our career, we're not necessarily going to start with working in the most amazing job we could ever have crafted for ourselves. Right. Um, it's an iterative process. Career development is iterative. When we think about career development, the key word is obviously development. Hmm. You're not just going to get your first job and that's your career for life. It, it's finding all these things together. So it's the lifelong learning. It's the courses you take in school. It's all these experiences plus this values piece. So it's a lot to really think about. So how, how do we help students think about that? Mm -hmm. It's like how to get started, right? Right. Yeah. So, okay, when you're getting started, sometimes it's about identifying what is it that I'm aiming for? What are the skills mm -hmm. that I see are going to be needed? And how can I start to build towards gaining opportunities to continue developing and demonstrating skills in those areas. 
And it might not be with that goal employer the first time out of the gate, right? Well, over time, while something might be really shiny and sparkly, it might end up not being on your top Mm -hmm. employer list over time as you start to get a a finer sense of what it is that really matters to you. Um, You know, maybe the reputation of an organization or um, the extrinsic qualities, the working conditions, the location, the cachet, prestige, whatever it is, that might speak really loudly. But when you unpack how life feels in particular jobs, in particular organizations, you may find over time that you gain a broader sense of what it is that would actually satisfy you. And with work integrated learning experiences, you can try a couple of those out. It's a mechanism. Right. That like it's a it's a structured way forward for trying something, learning from it, sticking with developing those skills over time, setting goals and going at it again. And if you factor in kind of a a values reflection along the way, then deciding and kind of planting your goalposts becomes an exercise that feels more and more comfortable, even if there's a lot of uncertainty, even if the labor market shifts, even if sociopolitical dynamics change where you could possibly go during a particular period of time. Right. And so when we think about cooperative and experiential education, Mm and future-proofing ourselves, Mm -hmm. how are we thinking about values within our own unit? One of the things that I think um, we could give more airtime to in cooperative and experiential education is that, yes, we are supporting career development through these different structured programs. Mm And what that looks and feels like from, or what it looks like from the outside might be a series of tactical moves. Like you prepare a resume, you, who's going to help you with that? You get ready for an interview, who's going to help you with that or support you and listen to you? You go into a work term, who's going to, like there's all the logistical fallout from right. all of these things that we strive because we, you know, we have ideas and ambitions that students are coming in and they need to take themselves through. And we are a service and an educational structure all wrapped up together. And yet, I think what we offer is far deeper than that. So what is underpinning a great support around creating a resume is the convert, like weaving in the conversation right. about values, weaving in the noticing what is it that this person is getting interested in or excited about or is bringing like a shine to their eye or a different kind of uh, tenor to their voice? Um, it's it's that deeper reflective piece that you can, it's harder to showcase, right? but that is underpinning a lot of the good work that we do. And employers, like supervisors, can help with that when students are on their co-op work terms Mm -hmm. to also have those conversations so that it's not just when students are on campus, but in the field as well when they're actually doing it and and seeing and getting the experience. Yeah, because the experience is like, it's a values lab. 
It right. is a live opportunity to recognize and note to yourself. And for a supervisor to be able to help with that noticing, that's gold. So then for us, what can we create to support those supervisors to have the tools they need so they can support the students in the ways that dovetail with what we're doing to support the students. Thanks for tuning into this conversation with Jennifer Woodside, Director of the Center for Career Action. Subscribe to future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or you can watch the whole conversation on YouTube. All our social media platforms are in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up to date on what's happening in cooperative and experiential education. Join us next time for Work, Learn, Repeat.